I'm Tom Whalen. I'm Jay Day. Of Jay Day and the Day Home Team of Real Estate Teams with a weekly real estate podcast. And here we are two days away from Halloween, Jay. You're going to be handing out that candy. You're going to be trick-or-treating. Well, I'm definitely not trick-or-treating. Um, the uh, the little one hasn't decided whether she wants to go out and trick-or-treat or not. If she doesn't, we'll stay home. If she does, we'll, you know, we'll do the honor system, which, you know, means we'll be out of candy in no time. Right, so will you sit out <laughs> front and give out uh, Halloween candy to all the go- ghosts and goblins coming around your neighborhood? That's what we do and when she doesn't want to go. Uh, when she doesn't want to go out, yeah, I typically will answer the door and, and take care of all that. But she doesn't want to go out because of maybe she's scared of Halloween night and going out no, on Halloween she, night? she just hit 13. So it's that weird oh, stage man, of too it. cool. Every day's Halloween with a 13-year-old. Yeah. Every yeah. day can be absolutely scary, the scariest day of the year. And, I mean, I remember when I was a kid, I mean, as a, as a boy, we, we did trick-or-treating for quite a bit of time. After you, know? you, after you were 13, 14? Yeah, the guy, I mean, now we didn't really dress. It was like really... It was ridiculous. Yeah, no, um, we did the same thing, just running around the neighborhood, yeah, looking for our 13, 14-year-old girls, normal Halloween yep, stuff. Yep. Exactly. And, and she was like, you know, I don't know if I really feel like dealing with that this year. And I'm like, if you don't, that's no problem. If you do, you know, not a, not a big deal. But remember, she also yeah, has an allergy, so she's limited in some of the things that she can Okay, have, so I she understand. Can't have, yeah, no dairy at all. Oh, please. Yeah. Oh, no, that's going to be rough. Oh, yeah. that's tough, man. So it does make Halloween a little different, um, you know, because most people give out the chocolate candies and stuff, and she can't have any of that. All right, listen, listen. Now, we, it is the, a couple of days before Halloween, but uh, let's uh, just we'll, we'll preview. Jay is all behind Christmas Cash for Kids on our sister station, Free yes. Talk 930 WFMD. Yep. Coming up in here in November, there's going to be some events leading up to this. And also Stuff of Us, where, yep. we, where we fill the truck. We with food items for Frederick County Food Bank, a yearly event here, and it's all here. I cannot believe it. I, me either. And I mean, this year for the first time, we're actually doing some sponsorship with Toys for Tots as well. Oh, great! Toys for Tots is right around the corner. Yeah, I mean, and and of all the years, honestly, with what's happened with COVID and you know the amount of people that are were not working or not back at work, I have a feeling the numbers are going to be pretty dramatic of the amount of kids that are going to need. Um, you know, that are going to be registered, you know, the parents that are going to be registering. I think we're going to be a little surprised uh, of how many um, people are in need. So, and that's the beauty of the two, the Christmas cash for kids and the toys for tots, they actually compare their list to make sure that there's no duplication. Well, the same uh, organization, the Salvation Army, they vet everybody who are uh, registering for toys for tots and for Christmas cash for kids. Yep. And, and they're both, I mean, you know, I've known about Toys for Tots. I had a real uh, pooling to Christmas Cash for Kids because it's been local. It's been here for so many years. And this year, like I said, we just, you know, Brian, who uh, was here at the station, now works for us. And he did a lot of stuff with Toys for Tots. And he explained to me the whole distribution and all of that. And I was all involved in that, as you know, with Christmas Cash for Kids. Sure. I never dealt with Toys for Tots. And then when I got you know educated on that a little more, I'm like, okay, we need to sponsor both of these because you know Christmas Cash for Kids typically doesn't really make it to WFRE. It's typically a, the sister station thing. Um, you come in anyway. Oh yeah, we come oh, yeah. in. We we cross remote. I mean, when we do our St. Jude uh, Radiothon, WFMDs 
uh, uh, hammering, go listen to what they're doing. And Christmas Cash for Kids, my favorite thing to drop in the studio and make a fool out of myself. Oh, and I know you come into the, because normally it's Bob and I sitting in the studio um, for WFMD, and you pop in all the time, and you're, I don't know how you do it. You get in here so early, you work so late, and then, you know, and you you just literally jump off the air, come over, and do what needs to be done. Oh, pros, you know, Bob can do it as well. Bob yeah. can do it, Ryan can do it as well. So we're, we're going to be uh, working for the food bank and for toys for uh, kids for Christmas morning, and there is going to be a big demand for food and toys, and that is unfortunate. Oh, yeah, and we'll bring this up as we get closer, uh, but one of the other things that we started doing last year that we're sponsoring again this year, um, or maybe it wasn't last year, it was the year before, I think. It, it all becomes a blur, but I think it was two years ago. I yeah, don't think yeah, we did. I don't think we did it last year, yeah, Jay. I'm not sure what happened well, last year. <laughs> well, it's it's called the Christmas Bash for Kids. Oh, this, yes. Now, I, don't, I don't know if this happened, but this yeah. is a great event. Yeah, so Friday, November 19th at 5 p.m. at Champion Billiards right here in Frederick, there's a bunch of live music. Um, we They sell ornaments, they sell t-shirts, they sell all this stuff, and it all goes 100% to Christmas Cash for Kids. We'll be there. I've confirmed uh, Bob Miller will be up here and will be at the Bash for Kids um, because I I sent him a message and I'm like, hey, we're going to do a sponsorship again. Are you coming up? And he said, I I wouldn't miss it for the world. Um, which, you know, you know how that works. Sure. No, this is, uh, and this kicks off Christmas Cash for Kids. Uh, one of the charities that I truly believe in, because I know the people who handle the money, I know exactly where every penny goes. Oh, yeah. And I mean, over the years, you and I, I mean, it's changed a whole lot, but you still were involved in the shopping and everything. We would, that was so much fun. Oh, yeah. We, we, when Toys R Us was here, we'd go there at 6 o'clock in the morning before they opened up, and they would give us those aisles, and we would get grocery oh, carts. Yeah, it was a, it was a blast. I mean, it really was, and it was always fun because you never knew what group you were going to get, what age group and what children. Um, and, uh, you know, like I said, it, it was such a huge thing. And to me, the that was always fun. But when I did the distribution at the Frederick Fairgrounds, that's where it really hit me, when you see these families that are getting the stuff. Sure. I know and, what you mean, buddy. And to me, you know, ever since then – if I couldn't make it to the distribution, we've at least had one of our kids go and be involved because we want them to realize how blessed they are and that not everybody is, has that same opportunity or is as fortunate as that, but we want them to be involved in these things doing for the community so that they can see, you know, you know, not everybody lives the same lifestyle that we live. I mean, there's all different ranges of people. And you know these kids deserve to have as as wonderful of a holiday and Christmas as they as they possibly could. And I had no idea. And you know at the distribution with the Salvation Army, they also end up some families end up getting turkeys. They get, I mean they do it all there sure. if, based on you know how their application went and what their needs are. So it's a little bit beyond that. And um, actually we we just put our Toys for Tots box out and started collecting at our office. And our office is located at 617 West Patrick Street, um, right here in Frederick. We're not downtown. We have plenty of parking, um, and you don't have to pay. There's no parking garage. So if you wanted to donate, we do have a box. We will allow you to come in, um, and we, we, we are collecting donations starting. We, we just put the box out this week. Um, so we're more than happy to have the public come in. Again, 617 West Patrick Street. Um, the office is real estate teams and J-Day and the Day home team. We have it on the main level. Um, if you're if you're there, you can just come in. We'll be more than happy to take that and make sure it gets in the proper hands of uh, you know, the Marines and the Toys for Tots, and we get it over to the kids. Thank you so much for being a great part of the community. Two days away from Halloween, Jay. 
You're not allowed to tell somebody buying a house if it's haunted or not, right? You're not allowed to say, well, you know, there's one thing about this house. No. Uh, yeah, no, the whole the whole family was murdered and the two daughters haunted and scream in the attic every night. No, and I'll tell you, I mean, think about it. A lot of the stories that we give you um, are people who maybe passed away. Some of these people might have done in-home hospice. Some of these people might have just suddenly passed. Of course. Uh, Nothing spooky, nothing scary about that. Right. That's just life. Yeah, and we but it's funny because the sellers will always say, Well, you know, my mom passed away here or my husband passed away. Do I need to tell anybody? And I'm like, here's the deal. In the state of Maryland, it is and West Virginia all the areas we cover, it is not a requirement to give that information. Um, and if you wanted me to, I need it in writing, and you have to realize that could impact your value because some people don't like that. That it's, some people like to think that something never happened. Um, and the reality is, I mean, like you said, it, it's life. It's cyclical. It's it, it's one of those things. And you know, and we've had. I mean, it's unfortunate. We've had. We've had suicides. We've had murders. Sure, absolutely, all we've, these things happen, and a lot of times they happen in homes. Yeah, and. What I warn the seller is, you know, we're not going to tell anybody. However, based on how close you are to your neighbors, proximity-wise with your house, you, if it was something sort of crazy that happened, maybe, you know, not an in-home hospice, let's say some something something a little bit crazier happened, uh, where it was a robbery or something like that. or a mur- The neighbors do talk. Neighbors do talk. Um, but we tell them. If the neighbors talk beforehand, you know, there's no out for that, but they could, you know, if you have an HOA, they could, there's all types of ways they could get out. But most sellers are just more concerned that maybe they find out afterwards and they can get sued. And we're like, no, that's no, not a no, defect no. with the house. Let me ask you one more question. Yep. Uh, selling a home. Somebody's really interested in a home, but then they see that you can see a cemetery from their home. Has that ever been a deal breaker? Yeah. Um, no, come on. Just be, yeah. And they didn't know that they could see this cemetery? Or what's the story on that? So I, ha- I have a couple. One, um, I had a brand-new construction property, not property, but neighborhood I was dealing with over in Montgomery County, and it overlooked a cemetery. Now, Would, would you want to be able to see a cemetery from your house? In my personal opinion... No, I would rather not. I would rather not. I would but, rather not. I don't know if it'd be a deal breaker. Yeah. I'd have to feel it out. Yeah, I, I would rather not. It would be how I felt in the home and if it bothered me. Because to me, you know, the other thing is that maybe you have other homes behind you and you have obnoxious neighbors. And, you know, again, no, you're uh, right. You're I, right. I have a different, and you're like, you and I are very similar. We have a little bit of a warped sense of humor. Um, so, you know, when we've had those homes, we say, you know, quiet neighbors and things like that. Um, we fully put it out there because we want people to see it. Uh, we don't want them to be surprised. But I will tell you, there are certain, um, certain groups of people, because of religious beliefs and stuff, that will not, will not do it. They just will not buy oh, is that an right? area. Is that right? I, I've learned that over the years. And then I've had people that will drive by, and if they see that there's a cemetery, they don't even want to go in. And I'm like, that's no problem. So what we try to do, and that's where the aerial photography and stuff really comes into play. We don't. To me, I'm like, we it's we know it's there. There's no reason to not have it if we're doing aerial photography, or if we're working with a buyer, we mention, hey, you know, did you look at the Google Maps? This is near a big power line. This is near a cemetery. We just want to make sure because the seller is going to be making their house ready. Um, if you're not going to like it because of that, then there's no reason to upset them, get them all pumped that somebody's going to come see the house. 
when I don't do my due diligence sure, no, and, I know. And, and let you know. All right, those are my Halloween questions. Well, for and you. I mean, to me, you know, there were good questions at this time. Yeah, at this so, time. Of year. I mean, we've gone through this over the years about what's the spookiest house you ever ran out of because a well, ghost grabbed you on the back of the neck. Okay, so I'm going to give you one new one that I didn't tell you about because it happened in between last Halloween and Okay, now. give it to us. That's so, what we want to hear. Um, it was a house in Maryland. I'm not even going to say the county it was in. Um, the the wife had passed away. The husband, um, after the wife passed away, the husband was talking to the family member and mentioned wanting to move and sell the house. The It was known that the wife never wanted that house to sell. She thought that they both should keep it forever and it should stay in the family. So he mentions this. The next day, he's upstairs in the room where the person passed away, and he... So when he calls us, he's in the hospital. Um, And this is all stuff we find out later. So he apparently said he was kicked down the steps by his wife's ghost. And he was in the room she was in. She was aggravated that um, he was selling the house. That's awesome. And so so here's the weirder thing, though, Tom. Um, I go – it was one of my agents that had had the listing – and um, I just went in to – we weren't having it staged because it was vacant. And, again, he's in the hospital. He's older, from, has issues. Is he, is he in the hospital from being kicked down the yes. stairs? Oh, no. Yes. That's funny. Jay, that's nothing funny yeah. about that. So well, I, so I'm like, all right, I'm going to go over here, and I'm just going to put things away so it looks good for the photos. Um, because yeah, I just wanted to look tidy, and I was in the area. So I go into the house. I'm on the main level. I'm doing everything. I'm putting stuff in the cabinets. I'm making it look nice, making sure light bulbs aren't out. And then I walk up the steps, and I didn't know any of the story I just told you. So I walk up the steps, and I open the door to that room, and all of a sudden, I get totally creeped out. And I literally close the door, bolt down the steps, and go out the door, and I call my agent. And I said, hey, um, did something happen in this house? (laughs) I swear to God. And she goes, no, you're crazy. You're crazy. Nothing ever happened in the house. So... She actually, uh, when she goes to see the seller to get some paperwork signed, she mentions, hey, by the way, Jay went in the house. He's the one that put stuff away to get, you know, to get everything ready to go get photographed. And she was like, but he said that he had a really weird feeling upstairs. And that's when he shared the story with her, that that's what put him in the hospital. That's an incredible story. So, and I, and we go in a lot of houses and, you know, I normally don't feel anything, but it, it. You know, the hair on the back of your neck, and no I, I bolted out of there, I man. believe that. I believe that instinct. I yeah. honestly do, because you do this all the time, and that does not, that's, has that ever happened, anything like that? Uh, we've had maybe three houses total ever that I had a really, really creepy feeling. That's a good but one, But this man. one got me. That's and, a great story. And the funniest part was, the agent on my team was like, no, you're crazy, and then it was maybe a week later she called me. She goes, Jay, you won't believe this. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. Because we thought – we didn't know. We don't ask. We'll put you in the hospital or whatever. Sure, no. You know? That's and, none of your business. Yeah, and and but he did mention originally that the wife did not want to sell the house, but he was done. He he did not want to be there anymore, um, and, and, the, and the kids did not want the house. Wow, that's incredible. That's a great so, story. Can I use this on the air sometime between uh, – Yeah, yeah because we, we don't give any of the details. Okay, no details. Yeah, I'll just say can, it happened can, in Maryland. Yeah, you can absolutely use it, and you can tell people, you know, they can go back – if you you know, they can go back into the vault and listen through uh, our podcast and find it. You got a home um, of the week this week. I do, buddy. I do. This one is uh, over in Martinsburg. I think we talked about that on the last podcast about how hot Berkeley County is. 
136 Virgo Lane in Martinsburg. Listed at 250000 um, this is situated on a cul-de-sac. It's a well-maintained split foyer. It's a great place to call home. It has three bedrooms, two full baths, as well as an unfinished walkout level basement. Um, so, you know, you have plenty of storage space where you can finish it how you like. Recent updates include fresh interior paint throughout, brand new uh, luxury vinyl plank flooring, a new heat pump, a renovated bathroom. You can enjoy a bit of the outdoors on the rear deck or in the fence backyard. The lot backs up to trees, has privacy. Additional features of the home include a wood-burning fireplace, built-ins in the bedroom closet, off-street parking, a storage shed. The home is just a short drive to major commuter routes. We talked about that earlier, what Berkeley County has become sort of a hotspot. So if you go to WFRE.com, look up Tom and Jay's Real Estate Podcast. We have all the photos of this home. Again, great house. Martinsburg, 250000 You can't even get a townhouse pretty much in Frederick County for that price anymore. If you like what you see, um, you know, just request a showing from us. We'll have one of our teammates take you out there and see if they can make it your home. Buy cheap Halloween candy, Jay, because the good stuff, we end up eating it. Don't eat too much candy over the weekend. <laughs> you either, buddy. I'm Tom Whalen. I'm Jay Day. Jay the day home team of real estate teams, weekly real estate podcast. Thank you for listening. Tell your friends all about it.